I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Now, Sydney Roosters. Hey, I think Sydney Roosters this year, if Sam Walker plays the whole year and doesn't have issues um, like totally injury-free, I think they're a, a premiership threat. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've probably got them and the Panthers in the grand final at the moment. Mm. Um, I mean, oh, no need for me um, to repeat it, but, I mean, you look at what the Roosters did with half a squad last year. Um, incredible. They're going to be the goods this year. I've had a lot of people say that, oh, yeah, but they've lost so much experience. They lost a heap of experience last year. They pulled it together, playing off the top of their head, essentially, with yep. an 18-year-old who hadn't played rugby league in 18 months yep. with the keys, with a preseason under his belt, um, with Luke Keary back in the fold. I think Teddy, as great as he was last year, I think he can go back to more of his natural game, not having to play fullback and 5-8. I think it'll be more dangerous for him. I, I think the key... Is Radley though? I think he needs to play more games of football than what he did last year. He yep. is the stabiliser in this team. He's just so important to them. And it's almost, honestly, it's going to sound sacrilegious, but I would almost go to Radley. Like, look, bro, in D, just don't even worry about just it. Chill. Just and that's not just like I love his aggression, but I just think he brings so much in attack. That extra big hit that he pulls off, although it does g the boys up, and I fucking love it. It's just like, is it worth the risk of not having you on the field? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I think people watched Newcastle the other night and went, oh, they like, and same as myself, they look better because they've got Kurt Mann controlling the centre third, mm. Clune on the left. Mate, when the Roosters had Cooper Cronk, Radley was still controlling the middle. Yeah, I think people forget how important he was in both those grand finals. He is, he, he's not only a premier lock; he's a premier ball player in our game. He's gone. He is so underrated, it's not even funny. To have Cooper Cronk and Luke here and you still let Radley control the centre third, yeah. middle of the field was crazy. And I just think he's so important to this side. He needs to stay on the field. And, I mean, good luck telling Radley to take it easy in defense. Yeah, I know. He'll it's probably tough. whack you. But I just, I just think that... Um, the upside in attack he brings, it's not that's worth... That's what I mean. Uh, like he's, yeah. he's probably the best ball... Not probably. He is the best ball playing lock in the competition, in my opinion. Uh, and I just think, like... We know you could snap blokes, but we're just it's just so risky with today's game. I just think the game doesn't allow for blokes like Radley to really fucking rip in, which yeah. is so depressing. And it's not like like that like if for me I look at this rooster side and I'm like, I understand what Rads can bring, but he doesn't need to be the alpha asshole. You've got Jared Rear Hargraves. Let him do that yeah, shit. Let sure. him he, he's done it for fifteen years now. For sure. He's got it. And you know, you've got Satili Tupanua on one edge, who is so aggressive. You've got uh, Saluka Fafida, who actually really impressed me in the trials. Um, when it comes to mongrel, they are not lacking in mongrel. Lindsay Collins goes all day. Angus Crichton, 
who's off, off contract that basically said the contract is done. So that's great news for the Roosters. Um, you know, then you've got Egan Butcher, Nat Butcher. You got like they're not lacking for mongrel. They are they are not lacking for mongrel. And mate, if if Radley doesn't pull off a single big shot this year, it doesn't impact the Roosters at all for me. I personally would rather see Radley lift a trophy yep. than pull off a single big hit this lift year. Lift a third trophy. Yeah. I, got, I got a good stat for you. Um, before Radley got suspended last year, he had the most try involvements per game than any lock, the most receipts per game from any lock, the most line break assists of any lock, and the most line engaged runs per game of any lock. Stand out is the receipts. Yeah. That's how important he is to one of the best sides in the competition. Yeah. And, and it just... That's what I mean. Like, is it worth those big hits? Like, we just got the... the the stats. It, sometimes you guys think we're talking shit up here, but we actually watch a bit of footy. We watch a bit of footy. Too much, some yeah, would say. Too much footy, my missus would say, that's for sure. Um, but the number one ball playing lock in the competition, is it worth him jamming a bloke? Uh, I, I don't think so. Uh, again, it, it, and I, it breaks my heart to say, because like, how could the game gone so far where a guy like Radley can't express himself, you know, the way he... he and this is got but it's from, the reality. It is the, the reality. And this is coming from a bloke that got fucking shot at all the time. Yeah. So it's not like I wasn't in there getting bashed by blokes like Radley. <laughs> Bloody hell. Um, yeah, so Radley is a key as well for me. Uh, again, key for me too. I hope Sammy Walker gets through the whole year injury-free. And by the end of the year, we're not seeing him on the sideline or fucking, you know, in slings and rah-rah. We're seeing Sammy Walker just go to demigod status. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. And I mean... Even if he's not injured or anything during the year, I wouldn't be surprised to see Sam Walker just have a few games off. Mm. They can cover him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think... I, I'm glad that Sam Walker is in the hands of Trent Robinson. Yeah, he knows how to handle him. Yeah. He knows how to handle him. Uh, I mean, it's scary to think how good his attack was last year. Now he has a whole other preseason on his belt. And he's going to be paired with Luke Keery. That's scary. Yeah. Hey, hey, Matt, can you check how many tries Tilly Tupanua scored last year? Uh, I think he is in for a huge season, Tupanua. I I think that Andrew, uh, sorry, David Fafita had this unbelievable season last year. I think he scored 17 tries in the year, which is incredible. Man, I think Tupanua and Matt will get it. 12. He scored 12. Wow. With a, uh, with all due respect to Hutchinson, a journeyman 5'8", a teenager learning just to find his way in first grade at halfback. We know that Luke Keary tends to play a lot of his best footy down the right edge. I think that Satili Tupanua, yeah, it's probably bold. I'm going to back him to score more tries this year than Fafita. Wow. A raging Fafita. Mate, this Tupanua, I I don't think we've seen anywhere near his best either. I I think he's going to have a huge breakout season this year. It's interesting because, like, at the start of before last season, I went and had um, coffee with the Morris brothers at the Roosters. And they said, mate, this is before last season. You should see Satili. He's going to have a massive year. He has been killing it in training. I, I think we haven't even seen the, the ceiling of Satili. Scratching the surface. Yeah, I, I think he can be one of the most damaging ball runners in the competition. And what's crazy is, like, you're not even mentioning Angus Crichton, who is falling, for me personally, and this may be a bit of a hot take, he's starting to get into that Teddy territory of he's playing so good so regularly you just expect it yeah you expect this like top top tier any other player in the back row playing the way angus has over the last few years you'd be like holy shit this is like the next big back rower but we just become used to it we become so used to angus Crichton playing the way he is and a few times he's been shifted into the middle he's been as effective mate 
comes into Origin. Even in that Origin, I think where you know when Queensland won, I'm pretty sure Angus Crichton was really the only one that took it to a Queensland forward pack that essentially dominated yeah. that game three. Angus Crichton was the only one that really gave it back he's to us. He's a different beast. Angus oh, he's a different. He, he comes is. all day, all day. Yeah, and I yeah, as I said with um, Satilli, the other thing I. You know, even when you're marking up on that edge, you're going to have Sam Walker and Luke Keary coming to that side. When, when you're marking up against that edge, I just think, like, you can't keep your eyes on Satili because you've got Teddy, Joey Manu, and no. then you're going to have Suwali or Kevin Naguama. Like, that oh edge is going God. to be lethal, as no. they were last year. But, I, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored down the Roosters' right edge right this edge. year. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I've actually smoky Tupu try scorer of the year, top try scorer. Out on the left stink. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, well, mate, the right edge could be the best edge in rugby league and Tupi could still get top try yeah. score and it wouldn't. I, I just think that, like, the way he played in the trials and how much, was, like, I just think he's in for a big year. And, like, the Roosters, if they go on the run that we think they can. Um, interesting person, I think, or two, Lindsay Collins, he is such a big, big in for them. He's, he's a huge in. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. an origin for front row. He was a huge part of that famous Queensland win. Without yeah. Lindsay Collins, we don't win that game. Lindsay Collins and Christian Welsh. Yep, for sure. Um, he's coming off an ACL, so um, don't. I, I wouldn't judge him on his performances in the first half of the season, but for come sure. finals time, uh, he will be ready to rip and tear. And he's a premier front row in our game. It's interesting. You look at that list. You look at that Rooster squad, how much talent they've got. He's the only guy that signed up past 2025. He's the only guy signed up for 2025 and 2026. So that shows uh, how excited they are about him. And I think off the bench, him and Atoni are going to cause havoc this yeah, year. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah, what a squad. What a bloody squad. Like, we're not even having talking about Joseph Marnie yet. Or Suwali, who is like the next big thing. Interesting two player option years for Suwali. Yet to re uh, get to activate them. The Roosters are so good, man. They're they're, they're the masters of just used to be the Broncos, but the fact that there hasn't been an absolute circus around Suwali yet to take up his player option is so good from the Roosters. Name another club outside of Melbourne that would have Suwali with two years of player options coming up and wouldn't even be stressed about it. The Roosters would just be so confident. We haven't heard a peep about it. Like, Suwali is the next big thing. If a different head coach and CEO walked into Bondi Junction talked to Suwali, the Roosters go, yep, have your conversation, do your best. Yeah, We're so best. confident he's going to be here, it doesn't, sure. we're fine. For sure. No, I, and I think Suwali's in for a massive year. I actually thought he played pretty well when he did play. I was really impressed with his um, his physicality for how young he was. I, th- I think he's in for a solid year. Yeah, people put their expectations too high. It, it was the physicality that you had to watch, yeah. and he nailed it. Absolutely. Like, didn't leak tries. People thought he was going to come in and be like Israel Folau or whatever. But, A, he came in a year where there was decimated by injury. And we have to remember, Israel Folau came into a rampaging storm side. As an outside back, coming into a team that isn't, like, you need your team to be killing it for you to kill it, usually, if yeah. you're a rookie, usually. Um, so, yeah, I thought he went really well. We'll say this about Swali too. He is coming off a Liz Frank injury, which traditionally is one of the more unpredictable injuries. Yep. Uh, so just, uh, yeah, he's another guy that I, I'd probably give him a month or so before you start to sort of judge the way he's going because it's an injury that he wouldn't have trained on much this preseason. It's a really awkward little one. You, want to, you know something that's really impressive about this roster that won't get brought up really at all? They only have two players that I'm aware of in their top squad that haven't played first grade. That's Who pretty. That's yeah. White and uh, Graham before. <laughs> and White looked damn. In, oh, I think he might have played some grade, but he looked incredibly impressive in that. Trial so White too. has. 
Yeah, can you double check that? Well, if money? that's the case, that's even. I think he played a couple of games. How last many squads year. could can tout that? Yeah. How many? How many squads can say our entire squad has played first grade? And you still don't have our boy on there either. Uh, the young five eight name has escaped me. Ronald. Oh yeah, Volker. There, yeah, these this list doesn't have the developmental players yeah. on them. That's all right though. But I'm talking. Yeah, the top squad. Yeah. Every single player has played first grade, or at least 99 Yeah, points. true. White, White played three games. Three games. He played yeah, he came three off games. the bench, I think. And yeah, what about yeah. Graham Tofua? Uh, I don't think he has. So you've got one player in your top squad that hasn't played first grade. Which is where a really shit season of injuries pays dividends. Yeah, oh, for sure. Like, when you look at that, any of those players could do a job. Like, there's no one that you... There's no weakness in that top squad. There's no youth that you're like, oh, shit, how will he turn out? Um, so yeah, Roosters in for the year. Sen made me select it. I said Roosters to win the comp, but I, I don't know. I've got, my, I think Roosters, Panthers, um, and Eels are you know, uh, sorry, Roosters, Panthers, and Storm. Yep, are um, probably your favourites. I just didn't say Storm because I was with Cam Smith. I was like, we both can't say the Storm. Um, he's but, back in the Storm, is he? Yeah? yeah, he's back in the Storm for sure. Um, okay, now the Knights. Who have you got to win out of the Roosters and Knights? I've got the Chooks. SCG, was it Saturday Arvo? Uh, doesn't get much tougher than that. Yep. Roosters getting the band together for the first time. Newcastle trying to work out who's going to play what role and stuff. I um, I know it's round one and you can't rule out any sides, but Roosters are probably my best of the week, I think. Yeah, they, I think they'll go all right. Uh, yeah, so Newey Knights, tough, tough assignment. A fully foot, fit Roosters side, round one. Tough assignment. Uh, but for a season... Uh, earlier, I was very concerned. The punters are very concerned. They've got a lot of money's gone on them to win the wooden spoon. I actually like what I saw from Adam Clune and Clifford, um, but I, I do think it's going to be a tough year for the Knights. Yeah, I, I was very impressed with what I saw as well. I've got to swallow a bit of pride on that. No doubt about that. They looked a lot better than I thought they would probably all year, to be honest mm. with you. And I, I think that Kurt Mann's playing a major role in that, the role that he's playing. Uh, my only worry is with Kurt Mann. We've said it before, he's too tough for his own good. Yep. I do worry about Kurt Mann making 30 tackles and similar to that Victor Radley. You can't say to Kurt Mann, hey, just take it easy. Yeah. He'll tell you to get stuffed and go and make 35 on you. So, uh, which is no, no negative on Kurt Mann, but it is just a worry. I thought the halves looked pretty good. Um, but I think they've got to work out a way to bring KP into this game more because those two trials, you can't have a talent like him not being... It, it, Need 20 to 30 runs from KP. Oh, mate, without a doubt. Yeah, for sure. However many touches he has, it's probably not enough. You mm. always want him to have more. That's the reality of One it. One positive was, though, is they played pretty well in the trials and yep. he wasn't a main yep. feature of it. So that's a positive. Yeah, it is a positive, yeah. Um, I look at... Uh, the Canterbury side they played. I mean, my jury's very much so out there. Melbourne side, they, they were missing a few troops, and when, when they did have their best players on the field, they did sort of cut Newcastle apart. But most teams, Melbourne will cut apart mm. when they got their best players on the field. So um, I, I had Newcastle as a real contender to finish last. I had them as a bottom four team. I still think they're a chance to finish 13th or 12th, but I don't think it's going to be the tyre fire that I probably thought it was going yep. to be originally. Oh, sorry, Roosters, one to four? Yes, yeah. one to three. One I'm to three? I'll go one yeah. to four. Um, yeah, Knights. Is there a concern? Has there been much talk about this? Tyson Brazil has a player option for next year. To my knowledge, has not taken it up. Could they 
Is he waiting to see what KP does, do you think? Yeah. Because he's a premier back Newcastle role. might not even realise I've got to sort him out. I think all their <laughs> eggs are in one basket here, which I understand completely. Uh, but to be honest with you, it doesn't surprise me. We haven't heard much about Frizzell. Um, but if he hits the open market... Good God, there'll be a lot of teams very keen to get their paws on a back rower like him. He is a true leader within every club, rep, whatever football team you want to pick. Tyson Brazil is going to lead the way there. So. I thought he was one of their best players last year. Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Very uh, positive. Glass half full stuff. They have the Saifidi brothers. Daniel's locked up to 2026. Jacob to 2024. I think they've done really well there. That's the other thing as well with that trial against Melbourne. You've got to consider that the two Saifidi boys weren't playing. We've spoken about this the last few weeks. Mate, you take out your two best front rowers yeah. and most teams turn to water. In, so a, in a team that needs those front rowers. They desperately need them, yeah. yeah. So I, I I think those two are going to have massive seasons this year. I'm really excited for Jacob. I thought he was great last it's like year. When you look at it, Daniel Jacob and the rotation of David Clemmer. Mate, it's, it's, pretty, it's an unreal footy side, yeah. 1 to 13. It's just the seven jersey and the direction you worry about and mm. getting the best out of KP. That's Bradman Best. He obviously had a couple of niggles the other day, which, as we've said for a number of weeks, is you can't ignore it. It is an issue. It worries me because they yeah. need his strike. Um, you know, I, 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 the other thing I worry about is that they brought a guy like Dane Gagai up there, which I think will be sensational. I think in attack, though, they need to work out a way to use him more. I just yep. don't... I thought from looking at those first few trials, I didn't think he was getting as much ball as what he needed to. Um, but still, you're much better off having Gago on your side than not having him. Oh, for sure. I, I thought he looked, you know, he looked uh, dangerous when he had the ball. Yeah. And I thought he was solid in D mostly. So I think they'll work that out. They'll work that out. Um, I think he'll offer a lot. You know, every single week last week, we would constantly talk about how many errors their backs made and how much it hurt the team. Whereas, yeah. like, as outside backs, you should not be making more errors than the forwards. Now, I understand you've got to take high balls and everything for sure, but their, their error count for the backs is quite high. I think Gagai will show them the way a little bit, mature them up a little bit. Um, I think we're in for a big year from KP, though. I know he was a little bit quiet. I don't know. I just I get the feeling that this may be the year. I, I just... I hope it is. I hope it is. I think this is going to be the year we go, wow. Because, like, if he has a quiet year, that, like, he is a superstar. Don't get me wrong. But do you think there might be clubs going, hmm, do I pay a million dollars for a KP? Like, whereas if he comes out guns blazing, you go, oh, yeah, yeah 100%, million dollars, absolutely, no doubt. Well, I think that a lot of these million-dollar deals are paid on potential. Yeah, okay. So I, I still think... I, I, I think regardless of how KP goes, is I think there's a good chance he can get a million. Get a million. With the Dolphins, for example, okay. if they are looking for a, a big name like him. I'm not as convinced it's going to be a huge season for him, um, but hope, I've, fuck, I hope I'm wrong. Like I just it, want to see KP carve it up. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I just think I think yes, the captaincy outside looking in looks like we're just doing that because we want to keep you. Uh, like we're desperate to keep you, but I also think it's a smart move. Like I do believe. KP sounds like when I've spoken to him, he has taken it on board and really understood that he now needs to be Mitchell Pierce for them. Like he's got to be Mitchell Pierce for them. Doesn't necessarily play the same as Mitchell Pierce, but he has to be that kind of spiritual leader of like, give me the ball, I'm going to get something done. I'm hoping for a big year from KP. I really am. I think any team with a KP killing it in it can make the eight. Do I have them in my eight at the moment? No. I've got them probably after the trials on the weekend, probably ten to fourteen. 
Yeah, I'll tell you the guy that I feel sorry for in this squad, and it looks like he's going to become a bench rotation, is Mitch Barnett. Mm. I'd be filthy if I was Barnett based on how he played last year that he's mm. not in the 13 anymore. I understand you've got to have Kurt Mann in there, but I probably would have assumed Barnett to get the left back row spot. It looks like uh, Fitzgibbon's got it. Um, but yeah, Barnett coming off the bench with a point to prove is going to be handy. And that's where you're going to have Saifiti and Barnett or, or Barnett and Clemmer on the bench, as you mentioned. It's pretty handy. Yeah, absolutely. So interesting year for the Knights. I, th- I think they're going to struggle, um, but it sounds a bit bizarre. The most important thing is they re-sign Kalen Ponga. That's the most important thing. Yeah. I, That's honestly more important. It's than on more important than how they go this which year. Which is crazy me. to think. Yeah, ludicrous, but, but true. Put it this way. If KP leaves, I, I think that you've got to... You, you increased Brazil leaving substantially. Yeah. I think you increase a few of them leaving, yeah. to be honest with you. So I hope... Um, and it seems... Look, from what I've heard, it seems like he's getting closer to, to re-signing than ever. If you had said at the start of the year he's going to re-sign, I would have said, I don't think so. I don't think so. Now... I'm probably leaning more towards he's going to resign. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I really do. Just I before really we do. move on them too, shout out to Edric Lee. I think the last game of first grade he played was for Queensland in Origin 3 of Oh, yeah, yeah true. He didn't have a contract. He was on a train trial. He's fought his way back into that side. Yeah. So uh, regardless of what you think of Edric or, you know, you might hold a couple of errors against him in the past, good on him for fighting through that and getting himself another NRL yeah. contract. It's hard to do. Bloody oath. Bloody oath. Uh, now, so you've got them... 10 to 14th? I'll go 12 to 16. Ooh. What do you hate but the Knights so much? As, oh, don't do I this to me. I know we'll get those comments. Don't do this to me. No, nah, look, we're, oh, we're here to give our honest opinion. Just and, say uh, you hate the Knights and we can move <laughs> on. <laughs> no, I, I just think that they will be 12th, 13th. It's probably more likely yep. than your 15, 16, or 12, 13. Sorry, it would be higher. I can't even count. 13, 14 <laughs> will be better than my 15, 16. Uh, but, yeah, I'm still, I still think they're only an injury or two away from being in a bit of Barney. It's, as we get close to the season, it still baffles me they allowed Pierce to go <laughs> instead of resigning him for another year. And it's my understanding, Pierce, it wasn't as clean cut as like Pierce was desperate to go. My understanding was that he just wanted them to be like, we want you to stay. That's, you know what I mean? Like, I think. Even I was gu- – not even I. I definitely was guilty of saying Pierce was the one that was like, I absolutely want to go. Let me release. And it was the Knights kind of saying, nah, nah, nah. Um, but, yeah, again, to my understanding, it was a, it was a bit more grey of like yeah, the Knights – it's more and more what we're hearing. Yeah. The, the Knights probably could have kept him had they wanted to really try to keep him. Yep. Um, and Newcastle, they've whatever that thinking was, they've backed it in. Mm. So, fingers crossed, it comes good for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, on to the Warriors. How do you think the Warriors will go this year? Uh, I think they'll do well. Another team that I considered for eighth spot, but I think they'll just miss it. Mm. I think they will need a good injury run. The forward pack is just full of absolute monsters, which I love to see. Uh, back rollers have got a heap of upside. Between Aitken, Curran, we're hearing that Katoa's had a huge preseason as well. One to keep an eye on. If he, if he lands on that right edge, him and SJ could form a pretty good combo. Hearing as a big bonus, Tohu Harris. Um, the Warriors keep saying round eight mm. return. Warriors are pretty conservative normally with this sort of stuff. Um, talking to the NRL physio the other day, he reckons timing-wise, he could be named tomorrow. What? His return. Yeah, so just keep an eye on that. The Warriors are all... It's, it's mission impossible to get anything out of the Warriors when mm. it comes to injuries. But 
physio said that if you put it in a vacuum, the amount of time he spent out, he should be heading for round one. Really? So I reckon you'll see him back as does physio, probably round three to five. So something to consider there. Once Tohu returns, that is massive. Yep. Big difference from round three or to round eight. That'll be huge for them. Um, yeah, I like this Warriors side. I think they've got good depth. You look at the halves. Whichever way it goes, you're going to have two quality five eights or halfbacks that are going to miss the side. You've got Katoa who can cover as hooker as well. You've got Reese Walsh who will miss the first week or two or whatever it is, but he's a star in our game. It's a good squad, man. It is a solid squad. Hopefully we get to see him go home and uh, then we can see some real fireworks. Absolutely. I think uh, another positive with this squad, similar to the Rooster squad, most players have played NRL. Yep. And... Uh, my understanding, usually Warriors squad, that isn't the case. Uh, another positive is they don't have many players on massively long contracts. I do believe that the uh, Warriors are they're building nicely. Can I see them in the eight? Probably not. Um, yeah, probably not. But I do believe they have an opportunity to really build foundations to eventually push in the eight. Now, could they be a smoky for the eight? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, pr- I probably... It's really strange because I had the Dragons where they could really struggle and, you know, 14th, 15th. But I also have the Dragons as a smoky for my eight, like more of a smoky than the Warriors. But the Warriors, I don't think, have that much room between where they will and won't finish. Like, I don't think that the Warriors will be a big swing side. I think that you're going to probably see them from eight to 10, uh, sorry, eight to 12, most likely around that 10, 11, 12. so do I think they can make the eight? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, I love Sean Johnson being back there. I think Reese Walsh, he looked fantastic in the trials. I think he's going to learn a lot from Sean Johnson. I love their forward pack. I think on their day, their forward pack, it's probably the most underrated forward pack in the NRL. Yep. Uh, when you compare it to some of the better ones, especially with like Fanua Blake. Um, Fanua Blake, you've got Lodge. Uh, you know, Katoa is a beast. Uh, Murdoch Masilla. You know, I really do think their forward pack is underrated. Bailey Sirenin may not even get a start. Tohu, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, especially when you consider the way the modern game is played. Explosive athletes like so many of these forwards are just Penne, so damaging. Penne, Penne is well. another one. Like, yep. yeah. I, so their front row rotation will be Fenor Blake, Lodge, and Penne. It's pretty fucking good. Pretty yeah, your fourth good. one will probably be Bunty Afoa, who would run through a brick wall for yep. you. So no, that's not a. That's honestly, that forward pack alone is top eight for me. Yep. Um, oh, I think they are the textbook smoky for the top eight. I don't have them in mind, mm. but if they are there, I won't be Who's surprised. Who's more of a smoky for you, Dragons or Warriors? I'm very close to tipping the Dragons to finish eighth, to be honest with yeah. you. I think they're going to do a lot better than what people think. Mm. If you said to me which one's more likely to make the eight, I'd say the Dragons. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Worst case scenario, what's the what's the issue you see with this Warriors squad? 
Man, I really don't have any huge issues with them. Um, I know that the hooker did well last year, Wade Egan. I'm just not sure if he's the sort of nine they need to take him to that next level. Um, I know that Nicarima, or well, I'm assuming Nicarima's won the 5'8 jersey, and I think that's fair enough. But I wonder if they'd be a better team with Chanel Harris Tavita at six and maybe a Nicarima at nine. I, I just think you need more of a running nine when you've got a pack like this. Mm. That, that, that's my own, and that's sort of nitpicking, to be honest with you. Uh, Reese Walsh has come in off an unbelievable season. Uh, I'm confident he's going to be a gun player, but history tells us that guys that come in and have big seasons, they can sort of yep. um, flat out a little bit. Uh, I still think he'll, he'll do enough to win them a lot of games. Experience in the outside backs is a worry for that's me. That's my issue. My yeah. issue is their outside backs. They may turn into... My issue is their outside backs and... Not an issue, but Wade Egan needs to progress his game. Yeah. I, I think he's a, a good, solid nine. But if you want to compete with the top sides, he needs to... And, and don't get me wrong, he absolutely has progressed his game since he went from Penrith to... Yeah. I was actually surprised Penrith let him go, to be honest. I, I had pretty big ruts on him. Um, but I do believe he's got another gear in him that he needs to find. Um, I just don't think he's the most suited hooker to this team. This team, okay. That's, and that's not an insult to Wade Egan. I think if you put Wade Egan in a few other sides, I, I think he'd be more suited to them. I actually think he'd suit like a, an Eels. I was just about to say Parramatta. Yeah. yeah I, think you, I think with a Parramatta side that is so heavily reliant on their 6-7-1, mm. you could get away with having an Egan sort of footballer there. Mm. I think at the Roosters, he'd be just fine as yep. well. Uh, but I think at this side, with the forward pack they've got, they need to play front foot footy. He needs to be able to, as soon as there's an offload, you need a nine. He, that he can doesn't just. have a bad running game. I think his running game's okay. He doesn't really use it that much. Yeah, if I'm playing the Warriors, though, I don't have Wade Egan running game on yep. the whiteboard. Good point. Whereas Cody Nicarima, I'm going, Oi. Cody Nicarima, I'm going, fuck, I need to be every single offload. I need, our, our, we need to wrap up the football on every single play here. Should they look at rotating Egan and, and Nicarima? They should have last year. They okay. didn't. So I'm I'm not convinced they will. Um, yeah, that's... But yeah, the, the, the inexperience in the outside backs, there's a couple of guys there that I absolutely love. Rocco Berry, uh, Valia, I love these guys, but they are inexperienced. Edward Cossey's another one, Montoya. I mean, outside of DWZ, you're looking at a very inexperienced back line, especially now that you've got Aitken playing in the back row. And, you know, DWZ, very inconsistent himself. Tough as nails, great to have him on your team, but he's going to have errors in him, you know that. Yeah. I mean, I think even in the trials, he had a couple errors in him. He's always um, going to have errors in him. Yeah. That's the one thing I wish, I just wish he could get out of his game. Oh, if he got it out of his game, he'd be anything to yeah. WZ. Because I'm such a fan. His ball running is just so good for your team. Like, it, it, it arcs the boys up, everything. If you get through a game with, like, maybe one error every second game, man. He, I'd love he, to see if you asked every... NRL player who's you know who, who's the hardest guy to tackle one on one. I reckon he'd be up there. Yeah, I reckon he'd get a lot more votes than what people are anticipating. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, just to find that form again that saw him as like a really young New Zealand debutant. I think he captained New Zealand as well. Yeah. Like there was a period there where he was one of the best outside backs in the game. So hopefully he can find that form again. Um, look, I think it's solid signs for the for the um, the Warriors. I think if they finish in the eight, it's a mat, it's a win. Uh, eight, nine, tenth, it's is solid. Them making the eight might be dependent on when they get home. Yeah, true. If they get home earlier and they play more home games, uh, it could be anything for the Warriors. But, yeah, there, there's a lot oh. of variables going into that that's out of their control as well. But, um, yeah, I think they're definitely a smoky for the eight. Whether they're there or not remains to be seen. And look who they play, the Dragons. How do they good? play the Dragons, I think? What's the team? They do? Dragons. So, I mean, what a what a, a gauge to see how you are. 
you know, like the Warriors and Dragons. Be a good game, won't it? Yeah, they're kind of in the same spot. Remember that famous Victor, famous game they had after the lockdown where Warriors nearly completed every set they had with no errors. Remember that? Yeah. Or was it Dragons that did that? It was Warriors. Warriors. Forty-four from forty-five or something. Yeah, and they, the error was in like an at the end. Minute. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Um, fuck, Zach Lomax looks special. <laughs> He's special, bro. That move the other day. Wow. I, was, I won't send you in and do another Mark Gasnier spin, but Mate. fuck. He's fucking yeah. Uh, look. I like the I like the dragons. This, I think they're building nicely. I think that Hook's done everything right in the position that he was in. But the question against Hook has always been, can he take that next next step? You know, he can build a roster. He did it at Penrith Panthers. They were top four side. Broncos. He had you know decent success. Not not great success, but decent. But he's never really been able to take that next step. Is that the same read you get with Hook or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you you know Hook a lot better than me. There are a lot of there's a lot of things throughout his coaching career that really puzzle me. Yeah, puzzle but me. But it too. always just seems to work out to mm. some extent for Hook. It never seems to be a complete and utter tire fire like I anticipate it will be. Same as last year for the Dragons. I remember watching him in that charity shield and going, Have these blokes met each other yeah. before? Like yeah. what is going on? Then I've said it a few times. I stand by it. They were a barbecue away from playing finals footy last year. I think that they'll go very, very close to it this year. I've got them and the Canberra Raiders. They're my two teams. I've got in eighth at the moment. I'm having trouble splitting them. I think the first few weeks will give us a pretty good idea. But I just love the depth in this side. Mm. I mean, I, I haven't gone through it to check how many guys haven't played first grade. But just scrolling my eyes through it now, I think that every single player here, I'm confident that every single player has played first grade. Even Fa'a Musuli? Fa'a Musuli? Yep, he played last year. Did he? Wow. Yep, every single player there has played first grade. I think the least experienced would be the front rower, uh, Jaden Hunt, who's only played probably two or three games, but everyone else has played first grade. So, mate, uh, you mentioned um, the right centre, Lomax. What about the left centre? I know, Moses Suli. Eat your heart out. I was still, I, I put up something about him the other day, um, saying that uh, you know if he once he works out how good he is, it could be anything. And Nice uh, um, Nice uh, sent me a message and said, "Mate, I remember sitting with him five years ago when he wanted to quit rugby league, mm. and we just said you'll be the best centre in rugby league in a couple of years mm. if you want." And I still don't think he's realised how good he can be. Oh, and he's not just even close. so damaging. Yeah. Like he is. A, He's one of those guys you just want it to work out for because it's going to be entertaining. Yep. It's going to be so entertaining to watch him go about his business. Uh, the man's Ben Hunt, though, and we're probably two Ben Hunt homeboys, and I'll always stand by Ben Hunt. I think mm. he's an absolute weapon. Love watching him play footy. He's the key to this side, and fuck, I was excited watching him the other night. Yeah, Kicking yep. out of his own 20. He just hitting back rolls, wrapping around the back of them, getting the ball back. Well, hook, hook basically, not only developed Hunt, but Hook was a huge part of bringing um, Ben Hunt through. Yep. Um, the under-20s, he was the under-20s coach, brought him through. I think he brought Maka through. A lot of those, like Gerard Yagi, all those boys came through under Hook. Um, so if there is a coach that Hunt is going to work well with, it's obviously Ben Hunt. Um, just back on um, Moses Sully, he's the kind of guy where I say, mate, I just need, give me 15 runs. I don't care how you get them. I just need 15 runs from you every single game. That's your goal. Don't worry about anything else. Like, obviously, don't, you know, get it. Don't make errors in that. All the, you know, other stuff. But all I'd be saying to him is just run the ball 15 times. Simple, achievable yeah. goals. And the upside will come with it. Yeah, yeah, it'll come. Just run the ball 15 times. And if you walk off that field and you might have an error or two, 
we can work on that. Oh, but if you don't run the ball 15 times, I'm going to have an issue with you. Yeah. And he's one of those guys, you, you know he's going to make errors. Yep. And I'm okay with it. Mm. Because, you know... He's got the upside to come The upside is crazy. Yep. Like, he's the kind of guy that will just tear a team apart before your eyes. Like, when he, when he came in for Manly and just set the... You know, he was very unlucky to not make that... Uh, he ended up getting dropped again because I think one of the boys came back. And fair enough, you're loyal to the guys that were there all year. But he was incredible. He was running for like 200 plus metres from the centre. Like, tell me other centres that are run 200 plus metres exactly. regularly. And as we said, we said about Egan, you don't have him on the whiteboard. Every team's going to have him on the whiteboard oh. in the lead up. And every, I guarantee you, every centre is going to be shitting themselves. Yep. Mark, 100%. Fuck. Moses Suli. Like, even a guy as explosive as Stargs is going to take a second and be like, oh, shit, Moses Suli. Because people don't understand how big Moses Suli is. And I think people, you know, he's made his mistakes in the past and everything. I think people still carry a bit of a stink with him that he's lazy or whatever you know i think, think they they downplay his ability mm. but opposition centers won't be downplaying him not at all in any way shape he's or a form. problem they'll be saying to their winger i need help absolutely absolutely um now amone has played more than four games correct i believe so so he's out of the running yeah. if he if he didn't you'd basically lock him in for rookie of the year i think yeah he'll be there and thereabouts I'm really high on this seven from South Sydney, to be honest with you. Ilias. You reckon, really? I like Ilias, but Amon? He's going to be in a top six Amone's team. out of the running. He's out of the running. How many games has he played? He's actually played 11 games. Wow, so he must have come off the bench quite a bit. Um, okay, well, he's way out of the running, but he's fucking special. Oh, I think Amon's special. Oh, yeah, he's special. There's no doubt about it. Oh, I just think that these Rookie of the Year awards, they do tend to lean towards the top-tier teams. Top teams, mm. top-tier teams, top-tier positions. Amon will be very good, but this is this is Jack Bird's team. Uh, not Jack Bird, ben good Hunt. God. I'm I was like, what the head. fuck? Ben, ben Hunt, yeah. Didn't even get a contract. It's a road call. Um, yeah, no, sorry, he played three games at 5'8", two games at centre, and the rest off the bench. Okay. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I... Yeah, I think he's in for a good year. I think he's going to do really good things. I think him and Lomax out on that edge are going to be very dangerous. Uh, but, yeah, I'm just – I think Dragons, I think best-case scenario, eighth. <laughs> I don't know where I put worst-case scenario, to be honest with you. I yep. I just can't – I can't see them get – like, when they were favourites of the spoon a few weeks ago, that, I almost fell off my chair seeing that. That was just ridiculous. Uh, but if they were to finish 14th and they had a couple of injuries, I wouldn't be shocked there. But I'm – I think they're. I think they're really going to push for a top eight berth. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. I think this forward pack, outside of DeBellin and Jack Bird, got it right that time. There's no superstars in there, but they're just tough, yep. consistent first graders, which you can get away with in our mm. game. I think. Now we may need to power through these next uh, few because I have a meeting in an hour. Um, Dragons, Smokey for the eight, but I've got them eight anywhere from eighth till. Uh, Eight to twelve. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.